highlight of that for me was meeting meeting Barbara Windsor. Welcome. We are Neil, Luke, and Dave. Three forty-somethings reminiscing on the runners and riders of nineties guitar music. We look at the bands who soundtracked our youth on both sides of the pond and interview some of our heroes from the bands that defined a generation. You'll hear about the good, the bad and the ugly of 90s guitar music. This podcast is stupid and contagious. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Stupid and Contagious podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about all things census things. We've got a great interview with Ben Harding from The Sense of Things coming up. So, Luke, take it away. Um, all right, I'll just give a quick uh, overview of The Sense of Things, just in case there's anyone listening that is uh, not too uh, familiar. Um, basically, they were, I guess, I mean, I'd describe them as a like pop-punk indie rock. Is that is that a fair description? I think it's a fair description. Okay, okay. Um, band. They ran from 1986 to uh, 1995. 86? 86, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, started in 86 in Twickenham um, by uh, Mark Kedd, the singer, and Morgan Nichols and Cass Brown. Um, although, um, Mark and Morgan had actually been in bands since like 1981 when they were 11 or something like that. So That's crazy. Yeah, something like that. So by the time it was 1986, they were like 15. And still they've got young. Kind of still super young, right? And they got yeah. the sense of things together. Um, today's guest, uh, Ben Harding on guitar, joined a year later in 1987. Uh, and as he talks about in an interview, he was like a good five or six years older than them at the time, which is still pretty young. He was only like 21. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, uh, they got going and spent a few years basically touring again and again and again all around the UK, as you'll hear in the interview, and just slowly building up uh, a loyal uh, following. Uh, released their debut album Postcard CV in 1989. Uh, great records, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a great, uh, big, yeah, great record. Big song off that, Too Much Kissing, came out yeah. a bit of a, a hit. Um, in 1991, they signed to major label, uh, Epic, released their second album, the first of too many. Yeah. Uh, as you can album. see, got the iconic artwork from uh, Jamie Hewlett uh, on it. They did all the Tank Girl stuff. Just, look, just, looks, just looks great. Yeah. Um, they also, around this time, they started to have, like, hits. They had two top 20 hits, basically. Yeah, they did on uh, Top of the Pops a couple of times, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold It Down and Easy to Smile uh, played Top of the Pops. Again, Ben talks a little bit about it um, in the interview. They were also touring with amazing bands, uh, Nirvana, Blur, <laughs> etc. Just like, um, yeah, <laughs> just uh, amazing stuff. Fast forward a couple of years, their third album, Empire of the Senseless, was oh, released. Amazing album. Amazing album. Started to get a little bit political. I remember going and buying the, that on my sixteenth uh, birthday. I think. I don't know. No, there maybe not fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. On cassette, obviously. Sorry, a bit of a delayed had... reaction. But when when did they tour with Nirvana? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a full tour, but they they uh, supported them. Yeah, at, at least at least once. Uh, about around like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. 
crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 92, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tracks like Homophobic Asshole, uh, Anti-Homophobia, um, Anthem, of course. There was Primary Instinct as well, which I might hear. Great tune. Political, Great tune, good Anti-racist stuff. kind of political song. Um, but they were still managing to keep, the, you know, the pop hooks um, in there. It's just, um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, they broke up in 95, and basically various members went on to do loads and loads of different things. They released so, one more album before they broke up, didn't they? They did, they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Taking Care of Business. Yeah, Sorry, it's a good album. No, no, that's all right. But it's, I think it's worth mentioning in case it's, people want to go and check that out, because it's a good album. So today's interview guest, uh, Ben, he joined Three Colours Red, had massive chart success, great, played Wembley Stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Morgan released a really great solo album called Organised, which I really liked at the time. And Shouldn't now it have he been plays... called Morganised? Yeah, he should have done. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was, man. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I think it was just Organised. I think that he was called M. Morgan, I think. Right. Um, but now he plays uh, uh, with Muse as part of Muse's kind of live stuff. Yeah, setup. he does loads of, loads of live stuff, doesn't he? Touring, touring uh, bands. Yeah, yeah. Cass formed uh, Delacota, who I really liked as well. I think Morgan was in them as well for a little bit. Yeah. And he's also worked extensively with Gorillaz for many years as well. That's right, yeah. And the singer, uh, Mark, he had a load of good bands, including Excellent Jolt, um, this excellent mini album there. Um, and then in recent years, a band called Dead Cuts. Oh, Dead Cuts, a great band. Great band. Yeah. Um, people should definitely go and check check them out. Yeah, um, yeah. He was uh, still making great music. Yeah, well, that's, that's, and yeah, he sadly died in 2021, uh, yeah. only 50 years old. So that's yeah. the story of the census things. Dave, any questions? <laughs> Do you remember the census things at the time, Dave? Yeah, I do. I mean, it was, they were a band that my friends liked, but I did, you know, listen to them. That's us, that's us right? A fair bit, yeah. 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 That's you. <laughs> it's nice to listen to them again. A great band, really good songs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the interview. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. for me, Sense of Things really, well, that was the first, first gig I went to, so... Well, this um, is the reason um, we've chosen the Sense of Things to be, like, the first interview episode, is because of this, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he got everything started for me, especially like when the nineties come around. I was, I was listening to stuff like Def Leppard, which you know I'm not, I'm not uh, ashamed of. I, th- I still think Def Leppard a great band, especially their early stuff. But yeah, the drummer had one arm. Is that true? Drummer had one arm. He yeah. got it ripped off yeah. in a rock and roll car accident. Car accident. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this isn't about Death Leopard, but yeah, I no, kind of didn't no. really, I was still sort of discovering music at the time. Um, uh, yeah, and then this, this gig came along. I didn't really know who Census Things were, I have to say. I didn't really know much about them. The gig come up. Uh, I think me and Luke were just looking for a gig to go to, and that, that came up, and we went. And then before we, we went, went we binged on Census Things stuff. Found first of too many, postcards, CV, and then yeah, bang. So it was that yeah. random. You hadn't been listening to him before you booked. Well, Luke, Luke may have been, but I, I hadn't really. No, I think we just picked a gig. 
Is that right? Sounds about right. I can't really, I, That's how I that. remember it. I hadn't it. thought about it. Though. Now you say it. That sounds right, to be honest. That's yeah, how yeah. I remember it. I think we just wanted I mean, we to go were, to a gig. We were 14, basically. Um, so, you know, you don't know a lot about music when you're 14, you know. Mm. And the gig um, was at the East Wing of the Brighton Centre. That's right. And I hadn't remembered at all, but Neil uh, remembered that Ride were playing in, in the real Brighton Centre on the same I remember night. it vividly. It was between, because it was between them two, and that Ride were more expensive. And mm. um, I think we just went... No it's got to be a fork-in-the-road moment, man. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I really like really Ride. really got into that scene. I yeah, like Ride, yeah. but you made a good choice. Because you so, would yeah. have never seen them otherwise. Yeah, but then we didn't get to see Ride. That would have been good too. So. Yeah, but if we'd have seen Ride that night, we might have then gone into like listening to like more like shoegazy stuff and getting into My Bloody Valentine and yeah. the house and the so, sun, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, Which we didn't. A, for a first gig, seeing the census thing live in quite an intimate venue, it, it yeah. was pretty mental. Yeah, was definitely a right mental. choice. And Leatherface uh, supported them. Another great yeah, band. Amazing. I mean, yeah. they came on and we didn't know. Like, this is our first gig. Leatherface came on, and and we just didn't know really what was going on. It was just, it was just nuts. Yeah, we thought they were roadies, basically. Leatherface, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they fucking rocked out, man. They were they're like pure punk rock. Just yeah, so we good. thought, well, this is Very amazing. Good. And then the census things come on, and they were even better. And it was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just and I remember there was this like scary, like drunk, crusty bloke that was like sitting on the floor. Do you remember him, Neil? I do remember. And he was kind of like grabbing, trying to grab people's legs and stuff. And I think he was, was targeting us because we were really small and weak, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and young, and just good well, times. We, we talk about it in the interview, but it's also it was the first time to get served at a bar as well, which means yeah. it's like a pivotal moment in our yeah, life. Yeah, massive moment, isn't it? Unbelievable. Especially Big. the fact that I, I, I mean, we were 14. Well, Neil probably didn't. I looked about 11. No, we didn't look basically. old. There was no way that we were 18. So. I was tiny and I looked it and I looked so young. It's ridiculous that I got served a pint of beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, no, we just... should retrospectively go and get them for that. <laughs> but no, great yeah. gig. I mean, Mark's voice, incredible. You know, Morgan's bass playing, Ben's guitar, well, cast drum, all of it. They were just, it, just such a great band. And for that to be your first sort of introduction to music. Yeah, especially, I mean, they were a great live band as well, right? Yeah. They really had that. Yeah, that at that energy. point, they were playing like hundreds of gigs a year. So, you know. I mean, what just... was the, the vibe like, the atmosphere? Was there like crowd surfing type thing going on? Just a lot of. I think so, yeah. I mean, I can't it's really. Mental, yeah. It's only a small venue. I can't really remember. Must have been hot in there. Yeah, it was pretty. It was moshy. It was moshy. I remember I wore a white t-shirt. I, 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 for some reason, I thought it would like absorb the sweat without showing. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I was just like there was like this mythical idea of the mosh pit, which I'd only read about in in the NME, and it was like this terrifying but exciting idea. For some reason, I decided I needed to wear a white (laughs) t-shirt. Not a cool thing to do. No. Did you get quite close to the front? Yeah, I think we were pretty yeah, close yeah, yeah, yeah. away because you were small. No, no, I think we embraced it. We were, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no barrier or anything because it's such a small venue. No, right? I, yeah, mm. I, I can't. Bits of that are a bit jaded, but it, yeah, I just remembered it being an incredible sight for a young yeah. teenage teenagers to watch. And yeah. and ever since then, huge fans. We saw them support the Lemonheads at the Brixton Academy. I don't even remember that. 
I don't remember. Really? Yeah. We went to I see mean, the Lemonheads. No, no, we went to see the Lemonheads, and then the census things got added as a support. Oh wow! And they were they were great there too. Um, hmm. Yeah, and, and well, I personally was well, probably the same for Luke. But after that, it's just a massive fan at each album. Uh, not only you that, know, yeah, it got us into loads of other stuff as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they ever say they never got the the. Uh, Success they deserve, but they did have good success. But you know, I yeah. think you want you want your favourite band to be like everyone's favourite band, I guess. But I guess that's part of the. Well, beauty I think they've got it. the good balance right. You don't want to. Well, I don't because I'm an indie snob. I don't want them to be too famous. Yeah, I guess um, in that I want respect, them to stay mine, perfect, but I want them yeah. to do well. So they've got a, a good balance, I reckon. And um, they're definitely sort of well respected amongst their peers, and uh, you know, still got thousands of loyal fans so that says something yeah and i think like i mean like i think a big part of the appeal for me as well was 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 uh mark mark Kids. Oh. he just looked cool as fuck right he looked and, cool um, and that voice is the still one of the most distinctive voices in rock i say and as a short skinny slight guy it was it was good yeah. to see a short skinny oh, slight bloke up on stage looking cool as fuck right yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He just, yeah, he epitomised cool at the time. I think didn't ever speak to him in the flesh, unfortunately, but apparently just a really nice guy. So, well, let's just jump into that interview then with uh, Ben Harding. Hi, right. hi, Ben. So, thanks so much for coming on on our podcast. Um, how's things your end at the moment? Uh, fine, thanks a lot. Um, very busy. But uh, yeah, absolutely fine. Thank you. Busy with guitar stuff, or well, busy with work stuff. I yeah. fit the I fit the guitaring in um, when I can these days. It's um, uh, it's not so much of a job these days, but it's um, still, still a passion. And, yeah, it's still a passion. I love it. That's it. How often do you manage to get out to, and do gigs and stuff? Oh, I guess we play. Um, uh, about every month or so, once or twice a month on average. I mean, normally we hire out a venue and put our mates on, and our That's mates it. come and see us. So it's it's uh, an excellent way of having a relatively loud social life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> Gets us out yeah. of the house. That's we the all way. have kind of uh, other responsibilities these days. You know, yeah, yeah. Jobs and kids and all um, the rest of it so we're all in the same um, boat unfortunately well fortunately yeah. and unfortunately you know yeah 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 and make a living you know it's good it makes a change from when i was in bands but uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. but yeah. uh yeah no i mean the that my 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 band at the moment is called the charlemagne's um the the whole idea is basically to do proto-punk so we're kind of the ghost of an imaginary proto-punk band from the east coast of the states in about 1966 to 68 right and we've got very specific it is and we and we've got an an entirely fabricated but very very funny backstory yeah um i've got to hear it now come on come on no well i mean it's really long you know how long have you got you'd have to do a separate podcast for it Okay. Um, but oh, yeah. we've we've printed it in full on the back of our our new single, of which, as far as I know, there are only twelve physical copies. Late <laughs> wow. cut. Right. 
Um, it's oh, a wow. magnificent yeah. piece of stuff, actually. But uh, like I say, very uh, a very rare beast indeed. But it's all printed on wow. the back of that. No, I think it may be. I can't recall, but I think it may be on the Bandcamp site. So if you if okay, you we'll have a look. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know a lot definitely. of. I know a lot of bands are doing lathe cut these days to get around the um, the pressing plant delays. Is it anything to do well, with that, or is yeah. it just to make a rare no, record? No, it was pure egotism, I think. <laughs> you know. Why not? Um, and Why also, not? the the woman who runs the the lathe cut company is is fabulous, and um, following her on Facebook. And it's a it's a labor of love, you know. But I mean, this thing is really thick. It's it's about yeah. it's as thick as an old seventy eight, yeah. you know. Nice. Mm. I, I'm very impressed with it. It's lovely. Yeah, it's always yeah. nice. As, as a vinyl nerd, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, look at look at his collection. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I've got a similar <laughs> collection, but I don't have a working turntable and haven't for years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does. It's, he it's does. Like half of it. It's half of it. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, mine's not that impressive then. <laughs> but I've I've got all of those ones on the back. Oh, well, we'd hope yeah. so. I've, I've got a couple missing, but I'm I'm working on it. Cool. Um, yeah. uh, okay, so yeah, hope, we're we're hopefully uh, mainly talking about the the senseless things. So, can you tell us a bit about how you came to join the senseless things? How it all came Gosh, about. Wow, that is ancient history i mean were you in other bands I mean, at the time or oh kind of yeah i was i was in i was in a band back then called the rick burners now this this is going back a long way and memories are a bit kind of <laughs> hazy um they, the rick burners were they were all from cornwall except me right but they're all living but they were all living in london yeah um lovely bunch of guys um it was much more kind of indie because because that was in the kind of a, a the kind of mid 80s yeah yeah um so so you know the, the whole c86 thing was going on yeah i was gonna I say you got that kind of yeah we would kind of fit it into that kind of um uh, kind of um, scene i guess you know so but but, you know, there was me with my heavy metal guitar and there was the other guitarist with his gold strap. Yeah. You know, and and, you know, kind of um, uh, quite a quite a kind of charismatic singer, quite mm. uh, and very melodic. I didn't I didn't kind of quite fit in. And we had we had a we had a kind of fairly checkered gig history. Um, mm. Our first proper gig, I remember, was at the old tunnel club just south of the Blackwall Tunnel right um kind of uh, an old old stinky pub you know yeah and uh and we were about to go on and we got on stage and you know kind of got ourselves ready our drummer leaned over with to put his fag out in an ashtray he'd found on the bar oh yeah because you could smoke uh, in pubs I, right yeah you could <laughs> but, but unbeknownst to him the heavy metal band the night before one of their flash pops hadn't gone off Right. So what they've done oh, for some <laughs> insane reason was to empty out the residue into this yeah. So we were about wow. to go on massive green flash. Rock and roll. You know, <laughs> smoke everywhere. Pyrotechnics. <laughs> wow. I was going, wow, yeah. I didn't know we booked any pyros. <laughs> first a bit much for 20 yeah. people in the tunnel club, you know. <laughs> you know, poor Gary 
Well, really overstated entrance. Well, yeah, well, poor Gary staggered out from behind his drum kit with his hair all blown back, a green face, and half the skin on his oh, man. arm hanging off. Ooh, ideal for drummer, point, is at it? At which point, no, it was like, we're all in <laughs> shock. You know, I was particularly in shock. Um, mm. And anyway, people leapt into action, called an ambulance. And of course, my first question was, can we still do the gig? Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I was, I was so hyped up and ready Rock to and go. roll, come on. <laughs> just, it's just a, just a surface wound, it'll be all right. Yeah. So so that that didn't really go anywhere. I think our most successful um, time was we, we did a, a mini tour of Cornwall where we right. stayed with... I love Cornwall, so... The, yeah, well, same. But yeah. um, we the um, we stayed with the other guitarist, Mum. Yeah. And she fed us massive breakfast every morning, and she she grew her own canopies um, <coughs> out the back. In her <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> so each of us would be given a little um, backy tin of homegrown. Oh, nice. Hence, I don't remember much of it. What I do remember yeah. was coming back to London on the back of um, our uh, a, a motorbike. Um, of a, one what of from Co- of from Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. That's a long trip like, on a non- motorbike. Non-stop. And it was the first time I'd ever been on a motorbike. Can you imagine? Well, that is a baptism Up the, up the A303 at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> that was really hairy. Anyway. Yeah. Go on, memories. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So when did you... Um... Uh, so anyway, so yeah, me, sorry, yeah. meeting Census as well. Well, it was really through my brother. Now, my brother was in a band called The Milk Monitors back in the day. You know, they were doing all right for themselves at the time. Uh, I can't remember if they had the Peel session first or we did, but but in any case, I mean, you know, they got to the point where they could yeah. kind of um, get get a Peel session and they put a couple of records out. Um, and he was he was at Richmond College yeah. and he was in that circle of friends. Jake's three years younger than me. Right. Um, so so I wasn't in a band at the time and kind of really didn't really kind of just playing guitar in my bedroom not really knowing what I was going to do with myself yeah and um you know the the rest of the census things they were only 14 and 15 at the time right but I, but I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um but they were all also part of that group of friends um but I think they had a bit of a lineup change and yeah. they they found out through Jake I think that um that I was available Played a bit of guitar. So to speak, and, and someone must have vouched for me. Um, and I knew, I knew quite a few people in the same social circle. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, you know, I guess I don't remember, but I guess we got together, played a couple of times and then that was kind of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what a lovely bunch of, Chaps, they were little tearaways, absolutely tearaways. But, uh, it, so, but you know, a lot of talent. Was it mainly yeah. sort of around the Twickenham area that you sort of did? Did yeah, I, I lived. I lived in Chiswick. Um, the, the 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 rest of the guys were were all in and around Twickenham. All yeah. yeah. Um. So so you know it was all kind of West London scene. So we were all kind mm. of hanging out at the same place. We'd all go to the Hammersmith Clarendon. For, yeah. for smaller gigs or bigger ones upstairs, you know, yeah, so, and uh, yeah. So how did it sort of start taking off for you guys? Like when when was like the? It was it was really down to 
to mark a lot of it because he yeah. was absolutely focused. He he right. um, he was a big believer in, you know, it's not going to come to you. You've got yeah, to go right. and get it. Yeah. And he was remarkably prolific in terms of songwriting. We yeah, we yeah. soon got into the habit of doing at least one new song each rehearsal. Oh, crazy. So I mean, lot, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of chat. We didn't have anything else to do yeah. that way. I mean, no one was paying attention. I was working, but but as for the other three, you know, um, mm. I think, yeah, and uh, Morgan kind of stayed at school and did his did his exams and what yeah. have you but but the other two were basically hanging out um uh kind of um and and mark was just writing yeah all the time he was writing lyrics yeah. he was writing music and he was so just, like, you know it's learning gonna make his, it happen no matter what sort of yeah. thing right yeah and we um and, you know we rehearsed cheaply we we had a scuzzy kind of room we used to go to and just knock yeah. stuff out Mm. Um, but but it was the same with getting gigs because the only way we knew the only way we were going to get better and kind of really hone it all was just playing as many gigs as we could. Yeah, right. And we just loved it, and it was our only thing. If you see what I mean. So, yeah, so, I think uh, so I think that all of our time could go into it. I think that came across in your live shows, certainly when we come to yeah. see you. It's well, just yeah. So yeah so you you are you are our, our inaugural guest on the podcast, and uh, oh, the reason. Well, the reason we wanted we wanted we is wanted it, to speak is to it, is because yeah. no, it's because the the first gig we ever went to together, me and Neil, we yeah. were fourteen years old, and it was the senseless things at right. the uh, the annex at the Brighton Centre. Oh, and uh, see, <laughs> I don't remember it. Of course, yeah, but ride ride were playing sure. in the other room. Ride were playing okay. in, the, in the big room in the main Brighton Centre, cool. and uh, Leatherface was supporting. And um, yeah, but by this time it was like 1991, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. How, how old are we? Well, we must have been uh, around then. And you were already old. playing top of the pops and top twenty yeah. um, kind of hits. I mean, did you yeah. know? Was there a difference like when fourteen-year-old kids like us started coming to your shows? Did you notice it? No, because it was always fourteen-year-old kids coming to the yeah. shows. You know, it, <laughs> right, it started yeah. out being it started out being our mates. You know. Mm. And 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 if they were only you know, sixteen the, and seventeen the, anyway, right? Yeah. Well, less, yeah, yeah. fifteen, sixteen, and and uh, and of course, you know the 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 first few kind of key shows were, were at places like St Mary's in Twickenham, because yeah. college, you know, and and you know local educational establishments. We did a few of those, and local small gigs. Yeah. Where you know back in the day you could get into gigs if you're a bit right. younger than eighteen. Yeah. They weren't yeah. all. They weren't all 18 and over. They weren't all like... Well, yeah, we, we, so we found it. It was our first time to get served a pint. Uh, yeah, we, was, uh, yeah. we found safe. it pretty easy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we might days. have accounted for a, a lot of people's firsts <laughs> back in the day. You know, it was like Never first forget fumble, it. Yeah. first everything. <laughs> but, but it's also, that was the nature of the music as well. It was about relationships. But yeah, I just remember... Write what you know, you know. Yeah, the, the gig yeah. was in, yeah, yeah. insane. I think it really sort of... As our first gig, it set a high benchmark. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. did. Not just not just <laughs> um, blowing smoke up your ass, but it was like yeah. really high energy the whole way through, and it was yeah, it was it was crazy. I tell that you and, meant it. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd well, we were had, insane we had, as well. Yeah, we had excellent role models. You know, I mean, the time you're talking about, um, 
we would still have been doing upwards of 200 gigs a year yeah you know yeah. we've wow. got a spread we've got a spreadsheet somewhere yeah um which uh bless him some guy on the sets of things facebook group um he uh he pulled that together from all of the information he could get yeah. including, you know input from other people on the on the on the group and, mm. and it's incredibly comprehensive and and just it's brilliant to look at it you know but as yeah. i say I, I i i barely remember much of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, did you when you got into the census things did you think wow this is this is great stuff you know we can really yeah. go somewhere with this yeah straight away well, oh. it, it, it kind of develops over time you know because you're always operating within your own capacity yeah as a, as an individual and as a band so so you think you've always got ambition of course and, and yeah. every step is an incremental step and it, you know your expectations just kind of keep rising along with your yeah. reputation and but but it's a reputation you've got to earn so you have to go out and and get it yeah i think i think the the real kind of upside for us was that not many people were doing that at the time you yeah. know there's um uh, like going out and just playing as much as you possibly could and yeah. putting up with really crappy conditions in order mm. to do it like yeah. we yeah. would sleep we'd sleep anywhere we would get get to places by hook or by crook yeah, you know, it, it was really basic. Yeah, it, it was really basic and really it's interesting. That's like that's like the American punk model, right? Of just uh, touring nonstop and going to the yeah. same town again and again. Yeah. And every time you come back, yeah. there's ten more people in the audience. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but we were following really bands like that. We were following bands like that and their yeah. stories. The American yeah. hardcore scene was so yeah. crucial for us in the beginning. I'm a, I'm a big we fan of it. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We loved Dag Nasty and we loved the Descendants and we loved Minor yeah. Threat and we loved all of yeah. that stuff, you yeah. know, uh, and that was crucial. And that was the model. You yeah. Know? And we applied it in, in the UK and we yeah. just yeah. went out and we played and it was word of mouth and we showed we could bring people. So yeah. the more people we brought, the more we were invited back and yeah. so on and so on and so forth. And then, of course, other bands started doing the same thing. And Mega City 4 were doing the same thing. At the yeah, same I was going to say about the Mega Wiz, yeah. um, Wiz was a role model for Mark in terms of how you run fan relations, you know, mm. write to people, have the fan club, run it personally, yeah. make the effort. And so, mm. you know, it, the whole kind of setup engendered loyalty from the fans and and it was a real kind of gang sensation and crucially yeah. to all of that the other thing we took from the american hardcore thing was we are equal to you we are not different we are not better we are right, equal. yeah we are all the same and this is our this is thing. a big gang this, this is yeah. our gang this is and we're all in us it. showing we're not showing you anything we're reflecting yeah. you back at yourself yeah yeah so well, it works we're still loyal 30 years later well, yeah it that's worked, right it's still worked. got a loyal fan base that, that's what I love about the Facebook group because yeah. because you know it's um, it's unconditional and that's that's what I really love about it. Well, and that's what, what it was always like. Yeah, and and what, what I noticed from that group is you're you're always chipping in there and stuff. You know, a lot of bands yeah. you have a group, of, but you never hear from the actual bands. But you're always quite active on there. No, I think yeah. I think it's essential. I wish it had been around in the in the late eighties and early nineties. Yeah, you know. Um, because it's, uh, I absolutely love it, you know. Yeah. Because it's it's a shared experience, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reason, there's absolutely no reason why I wouldn't participate in that. I love it. Yeah, no, good. I'm glad right. you do. It comes across. Do you think so. that um, American influence came through in your sound as well? Because there, there wasn't mm-hmm. much of a crossover between the American and the UK bands at the time, but the sense of things seemed to have a bit of a transatlantic kind of thing going on. Was that from yeah. your influences? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, like Descendants, for example, we can't, we covered... Yeah. Uh, descendants we we covered marriage um and when we play it it sounds like a censusing song you know it could have been written for it yeah yeah um uh and yeah no absolutely yeah we nicked it you know it's like um, (laughs) we always we always believed in the in the the adage talent borrows genius steals yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you know, we we kind of uh, help, kind of raised ourselves up to follow that, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with wearing your influences on. No, your of sleeve, course not. No, think. no. Because no. because at the end of the day, what you write is always going to be yours yeah. unless you lift something. Absolutely, you yeah. know. But I'm I was I was constantly kind of nicking bits for guitar solos and what yeah. have you. You may not notice them, but I know they're there. Yeah, you know, I know who or what influenced it, and and, and they're yeah. weird things sometimes, like a bit of King Crimson that I yeah. really like, you know, yeah. um, which I thought, well, you know, it's 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 a sequence of notes. I'll play it differently. Yeah. Um. But but no, absolutely, we you know, and and you know, fairly soon, bands like The Replacements and Soul Asylum. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, those, those are the one. Those are the ones you can really, really hear in Mark's writing, particularly around 1991. I hadn't thought um, about Solar Sign, but now you now you say it. Right. Listen. Well, I you know have a look at Dave Perner and yeah. Mark Heads from, from that period. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, they got the hair going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sure. And, and and the same T-shirt and the same sure. the same yeah. cardigan. Right now, you say it. Yeah, jeans. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, and, it's well, there if you want to see it. Yeah. And you play with quite a few of the, the kind of the grunge bands as well. Um, I mean, how was that? Um, those kind of, that's kind of tours. Well, um, you know, Nirvana are the band that kills those things. Right. You know? <laughs> <And we laughs> Go on, why did you say that? Well, we, um, well, because they came along and our scene completely died. Right. All of a, all of a sudden, you know, all, although... Yeah. Although the whole grunge thing was bands who who came along following on from that previous lot, the yeah. replacements and and yeah. Soul Asylum, Huskadoo, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They were a new thing. And yeah. so it was a new scene. And so we were part of the old guard. Right, so right. The music papers moved on. Yeah. So, you know, and and I mean, we were running into trouble with our record company at the time. In any case, yeah. Thanks mm. to my proudest moment in Sensing's homophobic asshole. Ah, I was going to um, ask about that. We've got a um, question. We, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll talk we've got, about. We've got a question about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, got no co-writing work. credit on it. Yeah, I, I did. Um, but but we'll come back to that. But um, yeah. but but you know, Nirvana. We loved Nirvana. We we yeah. had the same publicist as them. Chat, oh, wow. chat called yeah. Anton, Anton Brooks at um, mm. Bad Moon. Yeah. Um, and so we all had cassettes of Nevermind two months before it came out. Yeah. And yeah. I would play that to anyone who would listen and go, 
um, and go, did you think like shit this is really going to change listen things. to this yeah. Um, yeah. no yes and no yeah, yeah. I thought this is really going to change things yeah. Yvonne going to be yeah. massive because this is amazing and we all knew Bleach of course yeah, yeah, but then, yeah. but then, never mind was just mind blowing. Next level, right? And yeah. uh, and we loved it, absolutely loved it. It wasn't off the tape deck in the van for for months. Yeah, and yeah. um, um, yeah, and I'd play it to anyone uh, who yeah. would be around my place and say, "Just listen to this. Yeah, this yeah. is going to blow your head off." And everybody yeah. reacted the same way. So, you yeah. know, and Nirvana put out sent out a lot of those. Seriously, everybody yeah. had a. Right, a, a tape. Everyone in the industry had a tape of that before it, before yeah, it, before, um, it before it went live. So everyone was talking about it, and yeah. and it just went huge. But like I say, that was then. It's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to be American. You've got to be right. part right. of that crew. Yeah. And so, like I say, all of our support systems just evaporated in mm. terms of the industry. People moved on. Yeah, 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 and of course, record companies were looking for the next next thing, and yeah. so yeah. what happens if you don't happen to sell a million copies like us? Right. Is your record company then forecloses on your deal? And, and is that Epic you know, Records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we were we were kind of hacked off by that point anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, our relationship with Epic had deteriorated quite badly, and we were kind of not, you know. It, it wasn't really a working relationship so, so yeah that well, happens and i think trying to get, we were trying to get dropped <laughs> were they trying to get too too involved in your music was it or uh no not really mm. but but the commercial pressures of it yeah were starting to tell on us right um mm. you know uh, and i i think mark certainly wasn't happy with um with the kind of relationship we had with them yeah uh, we were yeah. not the most cooperative band in the world i'll give you that but to give <laughs> them to, but to give them their due but to give them their due you know um we they we had creative control you know yeah they didn't insist on remixes they didn't they didn't tell mm -hmm. us how to make an album yeah um mm -hmm. but obviously we butted heads over certain releases yeah um and you know, understandably, from their point of view, how can yeah. you, realistically, as a as a uh, as a kind of record company operating in the kind of um, uh, the, the kind of what's the word I want the world then? Yeah. Um, realistically, you know, you're looking at how the how the hell do we promote a single called Homophobic Asshole? You know, can we can we get we back to that now? So uh, uh, how are we going to radio songs? play for it? Uh, Neil had the T-shirt. I did. Castle T-shirt. I did um, have that T-shirt. One of my favourite songs. Time. Can you tell us a bit about about writing it and uh, what it means to you? Um, as far as writing it, I I I get my writing credit on that. I think I think it's one. I think it's the my only writing credit in such things. Named writing credit. Um, we had a relatively equitable kind of setup when it came to kind of sharing sharing publishing and stuff like that um but um but yeah no that's i think that's one of my that is either one of or my only writing credit yeah uh, and that's because i wrote the riff basically i wrote right. the main riff in the course in the course of right. um yeah. and i have no idea where that came from but it just mm -hmm. did and i i loved it it's still my proudest moment 
Um, Mark, uh, Mark wanted something which which was really heavy, and he wanted something which was um, really driving. And I just I just came up with it. I think I just came up with it in the rehearsal studio. So he already um, had the and lyrics that, and everything down, did he? And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why do you? I mean, um, obviously the title. It's it's going to be a little bit controversial, but was it really that big a deal? Was it for the record label? It is. It is when your record your, your record company wants you wants to get you in the top twenty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because because you know singles singles are a loss leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a record company, basically, they cost them money. They don't they don't make money unless they sell millions. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, especially back then when formats were important as well you had yeah they had to spend yeah. a lot of money to get a, 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 a yeah yeah a single in shops but what's interesting is um, that that single is amongst the fans it's one of you know it's, it's a fan favorite so you know yeah no, absolutely but that that means nothing yeah to, to them yeah. a record company <laughs> yeah because because to have a successful single you've got to go way beyond the fan base yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know? yeah that's true um yeah. and i mean in a sense, we were lucky when we when we were kind of first getting into the charts because actually at that time you didn't have to sell that many singles yeah. to get into the charts. Yeah, you know, which is why when you watch Top of the Pops from those days, you see yeah. a lot of actually quite left field. Artists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We we're going to yeah, ask yeah. you a bit about Top of the Pops. Did you, uh, did, did you play live on Top of the Pops or was it? Uh, 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 that's a really good question. No, I think that was the period, the, the time where Mark had to sing live. Right, but the rest but of it was that was the policy, right? Yeah, live, but yeah. You, but you, the backing track was mine. Yeah, yeah. Is that weird or? I, I, you can I, you can probably tell just by listening to it. it yeah, the music yeah. sounds exactly the same as. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> um, on with Three Colors Red, my second band, we had yeah. to play yeah. live. On top of the pop, oh, right. because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were a really good band. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think no. Highlight of that for me was meeting meeting Barbara Windsor. Um, <laughs> uh, Didn't in, expect in the that BBC one. Club yeah. Afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it was at Elstree. You see, so the so the East End right, was just right, the right. Next building. And and there was a there was a bar between them, and everybody went over to the bar. So that was your highlight, Ooh. meeting Barbara Windsor. Yeah, she cashed a fag off me outside. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she was lovely. Yeah. Can you she remember? Was, yeah, can was. you remember which other bands were playing on 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 top of the pops that oh, night? Oh. Uh, Blue Pearl. Blue Pearl, remember? Yeah. Oh, Naked in the Rain. Is Naked that right? Naked in the Rain. Yeah, something like that. Naked oh, was it Naked in the Rain? Yes, it probably was. was right? Yeah, and uh, and that was the one where I think it was was it Head Cleaner were Maybe. being their um, backing band or yeah. one of those. One of those <laughs> okay. Bands. Industrial, well, there's industrial yeah, bands. yeah, kind wow. of on a couple of couple of oil, ashen away in the background. Um, otherwise, no, again, memories yeah. are you know, it, you're right. there and you're gone. It's yeah. a flash in your off to the next thing, yeah. but um, yeah. I, it'd be pretty cool thing to do, though, right? Yeah, no, I just loved it, of course. Yeah. You know, you grow up with top of the pops, yeah, that's kind of oh, extended your yeah. ambition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and then you think, yeah. all right, so what's the next one? I know, playing Wembley Stadium, I've done that as well, so. Yeah. What really? do I do now? <laughs> when did you play Wendy Stadium? Oh, that was a three colours red. Right. Uh, that's that's really cool, uh, 
we opened up for Aerosmith at the right. Toxic Twin Towers at the old Wembley Stadium. Amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. That was 70,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, like, we some, to, yeah. but then Census Things played Red, more, Reading Festival, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that must have been um, pretty big. A couple of times. Yeah. Two, two times, three times? Can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, that so my, been, I do apologise for my memory. I, I, I've got friends to remind same. me of stuff I did, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, my, friend, my, friend, my friend Chris Fox, who was in a band called The Hysterics back in the day. Right. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He remembers so much more about my, my band <laughs> than I do. But that's what's good about you, the Facebook group, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the awesome. Collective memory. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to ask about. So, I'm I'm based in Japan, which is why it's nighttime here. Um, how was it going out to Japan back then? That was brilliant. That was the best thing any of us have ever done. Ever. Right. Wow. It was amazing. There you go. I mean, yeah. we had we had no clue. We had no clue. We yeah. so we we got flown over by Sony. Mm. Um, we didn't know they had plans. They had right. plans. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and. Yeah. The plans were they got us onto a, like first night we were there we were still jet lagged they got us onto a tv show um of course we did not understand a single thing that was going on and this, this <laughs> show was called ika 10 right uh, now uh ika mm. 10 turns mm. out was the equivalent back then of something like opportunity knocks or something <laughs> right. like um okay. britain's got talent you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. talent yeah yeah and it was a massive talent show yeah purely yeah. for musicians i think yeah uh, and we didn't realize that millions of people were watching right so the next day obviously martin cass sorry um cass and i think it was cass and morgan went out to buy some caffeine chewing gum or <laughs> yeah. cola or something and people were recognizing them <laughs> right. on the street right From i mean we were pretty yeah we were pretty wearing the same clothes probably you know yeah. we, we were pretty distinctive looking back then yeah and yeah. Uh, they and they yeah and they went uh what's happening <laughs> so anyway next thing you know all these little club gigs that we were booked to play in suddenly got bumped up right not oh, wow. only were they ran but they got bumped yeah. up to the next level of venue right mm. so it was a really successful tour we were there yeah. oh, wow. just over a week and it mm. was an absolute whirlwind you know it, mm. i mean you live in japan yeah, um, Luke. So you know what Japanese yeah. fans are like. If they, I if, do. If a I Japanese do. person decides they like you as a band, they're going to be everywhere you are. Right. So yeah. the, you know there, yeah. there was a coterie of mostly young women um, who would be outside the hotel when we left. They'd be saying, you know, waving us off in in the right. in the van. And by the time we got to the to wherever it was we were going. They were already there. <laughs> already. <laughs> I have no idea how they did it, but they did it. You know, oh, that's it, cool, was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, and, you know, we were just getting presents, and you know, whenever we got food, our uh, our tour manager and translator Patricia, bless her, she was wonderful. Uh, she said, "This is great. Don't eat any of the food." <laughs> All right. Yeah. You literally don't. What they put in it, and there is a weird Japanese tradition of poisoning your idols. 
Really? Wow. Is that true? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, but it was, you know, I think she was probably trying to put the wind up a bit. She yeah. Said, Be careful. But um, I, I, I kind of got what she meant. Um, yeah. But it was amazing. The gigs were brilliant. Oh, we did a weird one with Sultans of Ping FC. Right, Sultans mm. of Ping, which yeah. was Which was great. Yeah. They were massive. You know, they, they were headlining that one. Oh, really? Wow. Um, In no, Japan. They, they were big. They were big yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time, they? Huh. yeah. And you can kind of see why, you know, skinny white boy. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of thing, yeah. which kind of yeah. went down well with everybody at the time in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, a yeah, good time. Um, the artwork with um, Jamie Hewlett, yeah. how did that all come about? Because it's quite iconic, uh, isn't that, it? It is, absolutely. I mean, that, that came about because uh, uh, Jamie and... Oh, Cass is going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> it, I can't remember his writing partner at the time. Anyway, Alan. Alan. Anyway. Um, basically, you remember Deadline Comic. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. Lo we, we loved Tank Girl. Tank we Girl, loved it, stuff. yeah. But basically, what they used to do is each each month or each each issue uh, in the Tank Girl strip, they would write what their soundtrack was. You right. know, just kind of between mm. the frames, they'd go soundtrack, mm. things, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And one, one week it was um, uh, too much was uh i can't remember what it was but it was something sense things yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. girlfriend sense things right um so basically uh we approached jamie and said well can we use some of your artwork for yeah for a single which was too mm -hmm. much kissing yeah mm -hmm. um and he said yeah no that'd be great so that was that was the start of the friendship yeah, and yeah. he he ended up designing several Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. that, was, that was great because I thought I thought it really kind of captured the spirit of the band. That's what I was going to uh, say. Yeah, it really does. You know, because uh... we were a bit cartoony. And, yeah. you know, I, I loved the fact that most of the artwork he did for us features women. Yeah. You know, mm. because, yeah. Uh, because I think, and I've been, I've been reading over old kind of, um enemies and melody makers and stuff because i've got you know there's a friend in the sensing's facebook group who reproduces whole issues of of those of those um papers the inkings yeah. from back then um and um you know we we banged on quite a lot about being in touch with our feminine sides right yeah you know mm -hmm. and it, it was it was about um you know i i, I will say to the death we were a feminist band i'd yeah. say we were a, a kind of left-leaning politically aware band but kind of well, kind of a bit a bit wary about overdoing it at least at, at first yeah you, you also know, wrote but, about like male friendship and stuff right which people yeah, just yeah, did yeah. not do back yeah. then right that kind of showing no, that male vulnerability and yeah. it's yeah, just amazing absolutely. yeah and emotion you know yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. that kind of thing well, you know, but outside outside the kind of cliched version of it, but the reality, the day to day, the the kind of the banality of love, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but but Mark had a real talent for that, and he was really keen to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but mm. but I think we all were. Um, you know, obviously it's all in context at the time, 
you know, sure, the late 80s sure. and early 90s is different from how mm. things are today. But if you if you put homophobic arsehole into the context, into that context, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Section 28 was still going and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But we all had gay friends. We all had people who identified differently, although we use different terms for it these days, and it's been turned into a stick to beat people with. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, we knew people like that. We were all outsiders, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so you had to create your own culture, and that was always really crucial, a really crucial thread in, in what Mark was writing about, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I know it's like, you know, like you know, on the uh, primary instinct yeah. single, you got like the anti fascist you got the address anti of the anti Nazi league on the on the back, right? Yeah, damn right. It, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, exactly. I mean, so, it, so you know, if it's very current now as well, isn't it? Yeah, and the primary instinct video again is yeah. like, again, it's, it's about multiculturalism. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's political. Yeah. Homophobic yeah. asshole was political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. know, I mean. We were feeling very strongly about things by that point. Yeah. Epic really didn't like it. <laughs> no, but that's, they understood that's the catch it was something we had to guess, do. It? it was yeah. something we had to do. We're, we're not singing about love anymore. We're talk, we're singing about hate. I think if you've got if you've got <laughs> yeah, if you've got a bit of a platform, you have to you have to use it, don't you? Yeah. To to do good. I, I think, think so. I think at least subconsciously that we were very much thinking that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it was it was important to us. And yeah. we wanted to we wanted, there are points we wanted to make and you, know. and, and you made them very well yeah. <laughs> i mean we, we won't we take you much longer we're we're, we're going no, that, no that's all right i'm, I'm loving this oh, um, good but we, <laughs> had, we had a t-shirt which was kind of never again the vida fascismus you know yeah. nor yeah. fascismo all the way down the front yeah, yeah, yeah. different languages yeah you know, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we we laboured the point a bit. You know, we weren't very sensitive, <laughs> but we, we thought it was really important to define where we stood. But there yeah. weren't bands that were doing that until, I guess, like Smash came along. I guess yeah, a couple Smash, of years later yeah. that were doing that kind of thing. But there wasn't yeah. that kind of band around at the time, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, the Manics. Manics. Yeah. Oh, the Manics. That's true. That's yeah, true. Manics. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. and um, you know, we had a bit of a checkered history with the Manics. You know, oh, right. They, they took a bit of a seriously, they? They were playing the Falcon in Camden or, or on venues like that. And yeah. They were coming up, you know, next generation behind us kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I think they, they dissed us a few times. But right. gratifyingly, I found out later, actually, they really liked the band. So, oh, good. You know, <laughs> so, but you have, to, you have to say what you have to say, don't you? Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. And, you know, I think you know, the Manics are an absolutely brilliant example of a, of a very clever political band. I, oh, think, I, I mean, yeah. Brilliant. You know, the, the, yeah, the um, first sort of. And they, you know, they they were concerned with the same things we were. So yeah. I've always loved them. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Do you um? <laughs> do you look? Do you have like a a favourite sort of gig from from back back then? Is there one that where you think oh, I really really enjoyed that one? Or were they um, all just great? Oh, they were all fantastic. But you know, those those early gigs downstairs at the Clarendon. Right. So where, not, where you're not in, necessarily the biggest well, one, but it's just uh No, not necessarily, because the you know, the bigger the gig, the more nerves there are. Right, yeah. So so playing, you know, they're brilliant while you're doing them, but playing yeah. Reading, playing Reading the first time, gobsmacking, yeah. absolutely yeah. brilliant. We mm. were first on and you could just see kids running towards yeah, the stage. Yeah. 
you know, and it just filled up and filled up and filled up, and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next time we were much higher up the bill. Absolutely brilliant again. You know, I loved all of those gigs. Yeah. But, yeah. but they are a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, it's a uh, different Glastonbury, different beast, isn't it? Glastonbury as well. You know. Yeah. Um, and they were all fantastic. But but the early gigs where you're kind yeah. of hanging on to new songs by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Um, and you're 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 kind of you're just feeling we've got it. Yeah. We've got it. We've nailed it. We've nailed being in this band and it's just gonna get better. Yeah. That kind of feeling is is kind of irreplaceable, you know. Yeah, I guess yeah. when when you when you know that something's coming but you're still on the on the cusp yeah. maybe it's a yeah yeah exactly exactly but i can't be objective about any gigs yeah really i said su- yeah. i suppose i suppose in that kind of context then the best gig we ever played was the reunion gig actually ah, we were gonna go we were that gonna was that was my next room. question yeah 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 how, i mean how was it to play those how were the um, reunion uh, gigs well the reunion gigs were absolutely brilliant yeah. Uh, I think we did it exactly right. The, the first yeah. one we did was basically a private party. That's right. It's like a warm-up gig, really wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in Richmond, you know, the kind of yeah. nearly to England, the kind of epicenter of where it all started. Yeah. Um, and that was that was fine. It was a little bit ragged around the edges. Right, yeah. Mark, Mark was very, very late. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where we weren't even sure if we were going to be Anyhow, uh, so uh, so then um, the so then next one obviously was up at the old the Adelphian Hull. Yeah. Uh, and it's a venue that we had kind of fond, mem- fond memories of from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and it was a good long way from London, and it's a very small gig. But very loud and very hot and very sweaty, perfect. Yeah, I think it. that I think there's some. You can find it on YouTube, can't you? Some of those. You can find the whole stuff. gig from beginning yeah. to end on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bass centric because basically the uh, the camera was up on the yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on the PA right next to Morgan, so you can see it vibrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it will give you a really good idea of how how mad that was. It yeah, was brilliant. Gig. Um, and the dressing room is still caked in black mold, exactly as it was as you remember 20 it. odd years ago from uh. the last time we played it, 30 odd years ago. Um, and then, yeah, and then Shepherd's Bush. We had a production rehearsal before that where where we had we had a bunch of kids up from uh, Falmouth College right. um, who were working with our former driver Stephen Brown, owner operator, who used to drive us everywhere, yeah. and then got, got bored waiting around at gigs. So learned, taught himself to do lights. Right. And now teaches, right. teaches stage production, oh, really? um, theatre, stage tech at Falmouth College. In that's Portland. pretty cool. Um, and he brought a bunch of students up, and they all helped him run the light show. Oh, amazing! Basically. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice that sort of. But that's yeah, a nice, just that's a nice that. link we back, isn't it? We just handed that all over. We just yeah. handed that all over to Steve, and he took care of it. We didn't big, have to worry about it. Because it's a fair old production. It's a fair old production, wasn't it? I remember looking at it, thinking, yeah. "Now this is like yeah. you haven't just thrown it, thrown it all together. It's like it was a proper no, 
Yeah, but it was the students who did it. They yeah. they all they animated everything, yeah. you know, and listened to the songs from the from the records. Yeah. To mm -hmm. to kind of get all the timing right and stuff like that. Yeah. And they they devised the intro and the outro, and all the rest yeah. of it. And that's straight Stranger Things music. Yeah. That we started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not the Stranger Things music. Right. Even though you, a... you, you listen and you think, oh, it really is. Yeah. It's not. It's more. More than just did. You know, yeah, because the, 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 the whole Stranger Things has given you an opportunity for that new T-shirt, hasn't it? Well, they're putting the T-shirt design, yeah. Yeah, we are possibly pushing the limits. So, uh, <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't got one of those. I, I must get one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but but that gig was, it was, it was brilliant. Not not least because you know, as a band, we're all we were all basically thirty years older with thirty years more experience. Yeah. Ourselves. Had you and kept in touch much in between? Had you kept in touch much? On and off. Yeah. Mm. Kind of yes and no. I mean, there were there were there was literally a decade, almost a decade, more than a decade, when I didn't talk to any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm. um, just because we were off doing different things. Yeah, it happens. Um, Life happens. You know, but but we we had certainly reconnected quite a bit in the years running up to that reunion. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would get the occasional phone call from Mark. Yeah. Um but uh yeah. What what no, was the it, it was what was the reasoning behind it? Just let's do it, sort of thing. Yeah, it was just let's do it, I think. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, it's been. It's been long enough. We all get on now. Yeah, I think people I think, really wanted it to happen, didn't they? Like the fans really yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. it to happen. So, but also we we have been kind of gently mulling it over for a while, that kind of thing. And yeah. and also, I think Morgan discovered a whole kind of treasure trove of stuff from when we were touring. Things yeah. like you know 48 plus hours worth of high eight video right you know wow. we saw yeah. a rough cut of that i mean morgan bless him had to kind of trawl through all of that we saw a rough cut yeah. of, of that stuff of more than three hours mm. and that was brilliant anyway yeah. so yeah. you know who knows you might see that in some form yeah soon hope or so. well and, hope and, so, yeah. you know the, and, re and remixing first of too many of course mm. oh yeah that's that's a, that's it's just got a out, issue, right yeah yeah that's right and and but it's a it is a total remix morgan basically rebuilt that from the bottom up really from oh, wow. the original from the original i'll have to have a good step, listen because yeah. yeah yeah so we haven't replaced any of the music but it sounds so much better yeah yeah huh. i have know, a good listen because it's because it's actually produced by one of us. It's produced by Morgan. Yeah. Who's, mm. who's, who's very good in that department. Yeah. It turns out. We all need that anyway. Uh, so um, yeah. after you did the gigs, did you, did you did you know it was just going to be two gigs and that was it? Or did you think, oh, we might do a deep? Where do you ever, <sighs> did you ever think, let's tr keep going? Or I, well, I really? mean, it, became, it it was very clear to us that we could have done five or six gigs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We could have done we could have done a short tour, you know, from Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. Scotland but there was there was no Ireland. thought of writing new music or anything like that. We did write 
Well, we did write or adapt one of Mark's songs, uh, Lost yeah. Honey, which we put out as a single, a commemorative mm. single. Yeah. It was a, mm. available around that gig. Yeah. Um, but but not not as a band. No. Yeah. I mean, Mark yeah. was Mark was still completely dedicated to Dead Cuts. Oh, yeah, he's doing his Dead Cuts um, thing, yeah. You know, Mark was, uh, and, and Morgan has got his own thing going on. Cass has got his own thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I've got a full-time job. I don't have the, I don't have the time in my life to yeah yeah sure and you know um being in a band is a kind of 100 percent thing oh, so yeah. it's a, yeah you know yeah. all or nothing and you've got to be prepared to work at it yeah um so i don't think there was really any thought of that although we we did discuss a couple of possibilities for gigs afterwards you know yeah. there, there were a couple yeah. of possibilities um um, there were offers from the the kind of people who run what you call legacy gigs. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. No, um, okay. Those big old days, that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Some, some talk. yeah. But but it never what, came to anything, you know. Yeah. What what's what's your take on the whole kind of nineties nostalgia thing that seems to be happening at the moment? Like like this podcast is a good example. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your take on all of that? Do you think well, it's just I, time? What do you think? What do you think my take is? I absolutely love it. Yeah, so, so do we. Gives me an opportunity to kind of relive my my glory days. Um, yeah, they were great. They were great times. The world today is a even shittier place than it was then. I agree. So, I agree. so you know, it's I, I think it's good to to it's good to have good memories, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I think there's I think there's nothing wrong with nostalgia. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, you know, right, we're gonna we let you go in a, in a moment because we've been keeping you far far too long. Thank you so much. Do you want to do you want to ask the final know, question, so Neil? To, there's so much more to say. <laughs> I know, I know. We wanted to ask about three colors, red, and everything well, maybe as well. We'll, maybe but, yeah. we'll do another one on three colors. Well, yeah, we'll nice. do another one on three colors, red. Maybe, maybe we'll I remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just I have a question. Well, as you're the first, but it's a question that I am going to ask to 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 everyone yeah. we have on it, but. Uh, if you could have been in like another band at the time, who would it have been? Sort of which one? Who was Snuff? Snuff. Straight in there was Snuff, Snuff. The original art incarnation when we mm. were playing with them were the most jaw-dropping band. I absolutely adored them. And they fit yeah, in what way? Mm. Oh God, just I'm just looking for my record. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I'll be like, that. I've got records up there. Yeah. You know, you... um, they they were an incredible live band, utterly tight, mm. utterly melodic, utterly brilliant. Just yeah. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. And such Enough a good said. Life. Yeah. 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 Snuff just, said. Just well, said. <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> just one one more question I didn't ask. Do you have like a favorite Sense of Sings album? Which was the one that you really were really oh. proud? Obviously, proud of them all. But yeah. is there one where you think? Because uh, we we, we were, all, obviously I'm going to say I love them all for different reasons. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and we like they because they really evolved over time, didn't they? I think. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Empire of the Senses um, I, for me was a great album, but. See, I love Empire of the Senses. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's some of my best guitar work. Yeah. I, mm. I really, I love the songs. Big sounding songs, weren't they? Big yeah. sounding and songs. Yeah, was a much, much more sophisticated songwriter by then. Yeah. I think the production on that is still really good, really yeah. good. Stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but you know i'm gonna have to say postcard cv yeah, because it just that's the one that's the one that encapsulates yeah the headlong rush between getting together and starting to play gigs and pulling together that first set of songs yeah. for your first album yeah yeah you know I think I think basically the first full album is the one that any band is really going to be judged by by yeah. posterity. Mm. Yeah. Um, because that's what you that's what you pour your heart. Yeah, that's your life experience in that first one, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah. That's where you put your yeah, life. Absolutely. Experience. You know, you've got your as as people say, you've got your life, yeah. your whole life to write your first album. Yeah. And then, and then a year to write the second. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, luckily we had loads left over, so the first yeah. Was fine. yeah, and you had Mark's yeah. voice. You must as have well. been so young as well when Postcard CV was made, right? I mean, I was thinking uh, that. I was thinking that I was only fourteen, but you must twenty-one, twenty-two. Is that right? Well, nineteen eighty-nine. I was born in nineteen sixty-five. Twenty-four. I was. Yeah, okay, yeah. still, it's still. So, yeah. I was, young, I was like it? five years older than the rest of them. Right. Right. So, right. Right. So, yeah, at least. Yeah. So yeah, postcard CV for me. Um, plus, mm. um, recorded and mixed by Harvey Birrell, who was our, who was our sound engineer live yeah. a lot in in subsequent years. Mm. Um, and so I mean, he knew us really well. Um, we we basically did that in two days at Southern Studios. Um, Southern Studios being home of, you know, a lot of hardcore and industrial yeah, and right. early and and yeah. london dubbed classics yeah um john loder's studio and it was it was a great place to record and a great place to mix but basically you know i remember sleeping on sleeping under the mixing desk yeah because it was just so exhausting yeah you know but that was like i can't remember 14 songs in two days i think anyway yeah but, I, but I, like I say, it's our essence, our real essence. Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's really. It's I think it comes across. I, I did think of yeah. one more. What, sorry to get one more question. Um, Mark's voice for me was always, <coughs> and still is. Sorry, right. Mark's voice. It's 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 still one of the best voices out there. I, I, it's just they're yeah. so distinctive. It's so. That's not like. Well, no, because I've seen you live, and he sounds the same live. So it's, that's just his voice. It's just insane, isn't it? The, the way he sings or sang. He was um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what the question is because I completely agree with you. Yeah, just yeah. I, I, I think, think it's one was, of the most was, not underrated because he, we all rate it, but his vocal was like incredible. Yeah, I I, I agree, and and um. I, I think his voice is unique, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he doesn't sound like anyone else. No. Um, and uh, I really miss him. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. Um, um, and it was, you know, what was really great about the reunion gig was that the voice was still there. You know? Yeah, it really absolutely. was. Yeah. Um, and... Well, you can hear that on his dead uh, cut was, stuff as well, you know. He's still yeah, got that yeah, voice, yeah, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he was still writing brilliant songs. Yeah. All the way, all the way through, and yeah. mm. you know, like I say, I mean, he, he was a, he was a fantastic talent. Yeah. Um, and just utterly dedicated to to what he did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that's a great place to end. Thank you so much. Um, we've well, absolutely welcome. loved it's doing been a real this. Pleasure. No, yeah, for thank us. Thank you so much. For us. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, our interview with uh, Ben Harding uh, from the Census Things. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, Dave, you weren't in the interview, but you've listened to it, obviously. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully people out there are going to enjoy it too. I think so. Um, Super interesting guy. Yeah, I'll just add a few notes just so we just to close it oh, off. Okay, really. you got some notes. Go on. Yeah, I've got some go. notes. Get your notes. Observation. Yeah. It's not chat GPT this time, is it? These are your own. Well, you know, I have I had to get some help. <laughs> a bit of assistance. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Understandable, yeah. But yeah, you know, the first thing, this was the first interview and just thought, wow, what a nice guy, you know. Did you write wow in your notes? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really How many exclamation marks did you write down? But it wasn't it wasn't what I was I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know what you were expecting. Well, I can I think cuz it was our first interview as well cuz it was longer than we thought it was going to be because it was just so interesting. When we initially did the whole we came up with the idea of doing interviews, I think we thought they were going to be like 20 minute half an hour long, but you can't with these sort of people because they've they're so interested enough so much interesting stuff yeah. to say and the brilliant thing was ben really seemed to enjoy it oh yeah he loved it i, I wasn't think. expecting well, I that it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he could have just been putting that on but no i'm pretty sure he enjoyed it so i think he, he likes talking about that part of his life i think it means a lot to him still yeah another pedantic point about oh, really? what he was saying he was saying that that song um, homophobic asshole was he thought it was Is the, it his only I don't know. he was saying ass yeah I know it's a difficult one isn't it yeah well no it's just spelt like that though isn't it so yeah yeah but he was saying that was his only writing credit he it, I think he he has a credit on hold it down and that riff oh, to hold it down was is really good yeah. as well and he, he, I can't believe he forgot that yeah, because that is a, <laughs> that, that riff's iconic. Actually, probably more than homophobic asshole for me. I think that that riff uh, hold it down. Are you sure he's got a credit on that? Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean it could be wrong. Yeah. Well, he definitely plays the guitar on it, and uh, that riff is incredible. Yeah, I mean that's the one you want to sort of learn as a guitar player and play. Right, there you go. Hold Let's it have down. A look. You carry on. I'll check the sleeve. He's checking it. Well, maybe if Ben's watching this, he can uh, he can let us know in the comments. Yeah, put a put a comment in the in the Facebook group. Did did you get a a writing credit for hold, hold it, down? it down? Yeah. Mm. If you've come up with that riff, you should have. <laughs> yeah. 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 The other yeah, thing yeah, I wanted yeah. to, I picked up on was um, you know talking about how the band orange were vinyl, feminist. Orange vinyl people. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that yellow? Orange. All oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my other point was um, picking up on how he was saying how the band were feminist. And I remember... Uh, wait, can to... I interrupt? Sorry. The credit on the, on the record is Mark Kedds and Morgan Nichols. Well, let us know anyway. Yeah. Ben, yeah, I'm going by... Sorry, by or anyone, anyone from the census things, if you can confirm... Well, that's what it says on, the, on there. So, confirm. Okay, go on, Dave. Ben said they were feminists. And... That reminded me of something Luke said to me years and years ago. Oh, and you said to me, God. you're a feminist. Yeah. And I always remembered that. At that time, I thought, hang on, how mm. can we be feminists? But since then, I've considered myself to be a feminist as well. 
despite I think you he said pharmacist. Feminist. <laughs> even, though, even though I did use the C word in episode one. Ah, uh, feminists can can use can Is use that okay? It's fine. We'll yeah, keep that then. That was quite an interesting part of the interview, I thought, where he spoke about spoke about the whole just being in touch with your sort of feminine side and writing songs about it. What well, the, the thing I took away from the interview, and I don't know if it was like his intention or not, but the the kind of the the picture that that he painted of uh, of Mark um, mm. was really really interesting. And I, I saw like loads of um, parallels to like the picture that's been painted over the years of, of Kurt Cobain. Right. Like the idea, it's like what I mean by that is like um, that kind of total like determination and like total belief in your own, yeah. in, in success, right? There's a famous story of, you know, Kurt going into Geffen Records and saying, you know, I want to be the biggest band in the world. Yeah, because a lot you know, of people... A tiny band. Sorry for cutting in, but yeah, a lot of people... Yeah get the idea that Kurt was quite apathetic and didn't want any of that. But that's nonsense. You know, he, he, he went right. after that. Yeah. And he did the hard work to do it. Like, um, you know, he was sending out cassettes and yeah. doing it. And I think like the way that, that, that Ben told it, I think that, that that was what Mark was doing, right? Was like, yeah, really he was focused, putting the work in. And he, and he yeah. always was. Cause I remember even in the later days of dead cuts and stuff, he, he's still sort of laser focused on, making his band at that time a success yeah. so i don't know that's, that's the thing that kind of struck me when i was kind of listening back to it i didn't pick up on it at the time but when i listened back to the interview uh that kind of made me think of of that kind of aspect of of what I, how i perceive kind of kurt cobain when like Nirvana yeah these things up, you know? these bands that are, obviously there is some luck involved but most of it's not by accident it's by design you have to have someone driving bands like that you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whether they whether they meant to or not, they both. Um, you didn't see that in them. I mean, no. that, right. that's why it was surprising, wasn't it? Yeah, with I Kurt think so. that's what I mean. Like with Kurt, they people have this this idea that he's he never wanted to be famous and he doesn't like any of that part of it. But mm. it's just that's just bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's what I took away from it. Uh, Neil, any any comments on that? before we finish well, I just I just found it super interesting um, and n- n- not not much more to add that you two haven't already covered but what what's exciting about interviews to come is is just these people are just really interesting people and heroes from our childhood you know it's quite quite an honour to be able to do that I think yeah, yeah. and you can join us for the ride so if you want yeah. to, uh, as we said before, like, subscribe, whatever you do on these kind of things. Uh, spread the word, word of mouth. Anything else we need to say? No, yeah, just just that really. Like, um, we're trying to build a community, so Facebook groups grow nicely. So join that. We'll leave links to all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, and just... don't be afraid to to start posting and stuff. Um, start a yeah, thread. Um, get on there. Uh, be 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 a leader. Be part of it. We're just uh, you know. We're just the hosts. If you're watching on if you're watching on YouTube, then subscribe to the channel. Uh, whichever other medium you're listening on, then do whatever you need to do. Leave a review. It all helps other people find this podcast, so that we can grow it into something good. <laughs>